Welcome to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. In this episode, we discuss the Mortal Kombat movie. We also discuss the series finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Follow us on Twitter at IT Multiverse. Now, explore with us as we go Inside the Multiverse. What's up and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Multiverse. I'm Carlos. I'm here joined by Brad and Matt. How's it going, guys? Things are going pretty good. How about you guys? Definitely can't complain. Uh, I we I feel like we had a good week of content, so I'm excited to talk about it, especially after the week off. Yeah, so we're back from a little rest. You know, we took a little week off just to kind of rest a little bit because we've been kind of you know going weekly, and also because we wanted to figure out what to do with our blog if we were going to put one up. And so we have. If you haven't yet, Brad wrote some good stuff on Amelia Clark joining the MCU, and. If you guys are interested, go check that out. Also, we're going to have more stuff. All of us are going to be writing and, you know, putting stuff out there. Um, So Brad mentioned at the top that we have good stuff to talk about. Now, first thing, as you can see, is we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. Now, this movie, Matt and I, like, this was for us, right? Like, this was for us. This was, you know, we grew up playing the games. I've played almost all of the main games and i was really excited about this because i enjoyed the first mortal Kombat. you know we spoke to it this about like about this a little while ago but um yeah this was awesome and i just want to say first off like my first thing about it i enjoyed the movie i liked it it was good i had a fun time so um matt what about you yeah uh as you said this movie was for us i just like you i grew up playing the video games. Uh, I think my favorite game that I played was Mortal Kombat 4 and Nintendo 64, where you had like uh, um, Quan Chi, you had mm-hmm. Shinnok. Um, those were the main guys. Shang Tsung wasn't in the game. And I, I just really loved that game. It introduced a lot more characters in there that I don't remember from previous games. So that one was my favorite game uh, growing up. But yeah, I, I loved the movie. It was really entertaining. I thought the... Um, Actors did a, a good job portraying the roles. Um, Kano was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I was cracking up the entire movie with his lines. I, I know I texted it in the group, but when uh, Sonya said that she didn't have the mark, and you just hear Kano in the back like wah wah, <laughs> it, was, it was like so subtle that if you didn't pick it up, you just missed it. But it was just so so funny. And then when he calls Raiden Gandalf, and <laughs> when uh, he's training with Kung Lao. And Kung Lao keeps doing the back sweeps, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to catch on. And then he jumps up, and he fakes, and he's like, oh, fuck. And then he gets the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just cracking up. He was so funny. But, um, yeah, speaking of Kano, the one thing I didn't like about his character was, and, and they kind of fixed it in the movie itself, but they had him, like, on the side of the good guys, which, from everything I remember about Kano, he was always just a, a dick. He, he was never a good guy. He was always this scumbag killer and just just never a good guy so at first i didn't really like that that they were kind of changing his background but then you know they showed that he is a a douchebag and he really just wants to get what's best for himself and not really care about anybody else so at least they were able to do that but I, i didn't like where they were going with it originally um another thing i didn't love was how luke kang was kind of like a secondary character because, I mean, in the video games, in the first two movies, which maybe we shouldn't consider the second movie of those two, 
But um, Liu Kang is like one of the main characters. And right. I, I didn't love that he was kind of secondary and there's not a lot about his story. I like that they included Kung Lao and this was, um, I think, the first time we've seen a, a live action Kung Lao. So that was really cool. I mean, he, he didn't last long, but we at least got him for a little bit and he kicked ass when, when he was there. So um, that part I did like, there was Kung Lao, but yeah, I, I kind of wanted Liu Kang to be more of a primary uh, character. I didn't love that they brought in this original character. And I even said to Brad, I was worried throughout the movie that because of his um, ancestor being Scorpion, that it was going to be like his power was he becomes Scorpion now. And it's like this, this lineage thing that gets passed down the, the power of Scorpion. So when, you know, he got his armor and his weapons, I was like, okay, at least they're not like making him Scorpion. And I'm happy we got Scorpion at the end of the movie too, because it was something the first 12 minutes was just so fucking good. Dude. I was like, if the movie is like this, then this is going to be a great movie. And it, it got a little campy at some parts, but you know, I think as we said in a previous episode with video game movies, you're not really expecting it to be top of the line work. It, it's going to be a little corny. It's going to cater to a certain audience. So I think they did a good job of having just enough campiness, but um, they didn't go too overboard with it. I mean, the fatalities were great. The, the action scenes were great. I thought the ending was a little rushed when each of the characters went off and fought their own, their own villain. I thought that was a little rushed, but um, I mean, overall, as you said, Carlos, to begin, I enjoyed it. It, it was a movie that I'll watch again. I, I liked it more than I didn't like it. And I hope that they make sequels and uh, comparing it to the other two movies that we got in the nineties, definitely better than the second one. But I think I'm still going to put the original mortal Kombat movie above this one, but that's just my preference. But those are kind of just my quick thoughts on, on the movie. For sure. So, Brad, how about you? All right. So, as you guys know, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm the least uh, or the smallest Mortal Kombat fan, I guess, here. So, I, but I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I actually watched it with my dad and stepmom. So, that was kind of funny because, like, they weren't, they weren't really into it. Uh, but I'll talk a little, a little bit more about that later. But yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the action scenes were awesome. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the fight choreography. Um, I didn't, I wasn't too keen on that. I was hoping it was a little bit better. Um, and then also I uh, really enjoyed all the characters uh, except for uh, Cole, which uh, me and Matt talked about this in the group tech or on our own uh, before you had watched it. But I just, for some reason, he just, I don't, he just didn't do it for me as the main character. Like, I, I don't know if he just, he didn't command the screen when he was on, or just, I, I don't know, his character was just so uninspiring for me. So I wish they would have went a different route. Uh, one thing I brought up to Matt is I thought it would have been cool if they had made uh, Sonya Blade the main character, because I thought her character arc was a lot more interesting than Cole's was, especially with how she didn't start off with the mark, and then she ends up killing Kano, and then she gets the mark, and like her powers are, were way cooler than Cole's. So I just, I don't know, I, Cole didn't really do much for me as the main character. Uh, and then my other, so Sonya was probably one of my favorite characters. And then uh, one of my other ones was uh, Kung Lao. I really enjoyed Kung Lao, especially where he has like the the hat and then he like, uh, he drives it into the sand and then yes. he like chops that, uh, chops Natara in half. Oh man, that was awesome. And it was actually kind of funny because like my dad, he's like really into like power tools and stuff. 
And like he saw that scene, he uh, he like named some like obscure power tool, and he was like, "Oh yeah, they must have this brand. That saw that saw blade is really great." And so that was kind of funny. It was like a typical like dad joke. <laughs> that's that's uh, awesome. But yeah, so I mean, overall, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, just outside of Cole, I th- I think that was really my only uh, really my only concern with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you guys hit on most of the points that I had. Um, I, I actually enjoyed the fight scenes maybe a little bit more than uh, you did, Brad. I thought everything looked really nice, especially um, Hanzo's, like Hanzo Hasashi's like fight scenes in the first, you know, like you said, Matt, the first 12 minutes, he was just, when he was in it, he was wrecking these dudes. You know, the time where he puts like the kunai through the guy's like head, then pulls it and like he falls down on his head. I was like, dude, that is amazing. And, um, I thought, yeah, Kano was great. He was hilarious. Um, the little, you know, moments he had, like you mentioned, I thought the one that had me cracking up for whatever reason, and I mentioned this in the group chat, was where he, they first meet Liu Kang, and Liu Kang is talking to them very softly, and then he puts his hand on his shoulder, and all Kano goes is, the fuck? Right? Like, it was like a weird little, like, quiet one, and I was like, dude, that's so fucking, I don't know why, it had me dying. Um so that was dope. Uh, now I'm gonna commend them for trying to go in a new direction and trying to like add a character. I, I have to commend them because it would have been easy to just like redo pretty much the same story from the games. And I get why they kind of wanted to do something different because if you just want the same story from the games, why not just play the games? That kind of vibe. Um, however, I think. Like you two said it, the the only part that I was like pretty down on was was Cole as a character. I didn't think he was that strong, and I thought his powers were kind of weird. I didn't under, really understand it. It just looked like a thing of armor. I was like, oh, that's fine. I don't get, you know, I thought if they were making a connection to Hanzo and Scorpion, that it maybe would have been a little bit more like fire-based in some sense just because of scorpion's powers you know his his whole thing but yeah he was just he was just meh i was just like oh meh like that's whatever i think Mm -hmm. they would have benefited from maybe just using close to the original roster focusing on a different character like yeah if sonya blade was the main character cool like i would have been fine with that if you know and i get matt that you said like Liu kang is usually the main character and yeah, if he would have been maybe the main character and maybe somehow they tie that into like he's Hanzo's descendant somehow, that could have been interesting just to kind of throw stuff like maybe do it a little different. But it was it was fine. Um, I think the part that I was most excited about now, everybody's favorite character is Scorpion. Like if you play Mortal Kombat, you know, more people that play Mortal Kombat like 85% of them will play a scorpion. But me being a contrarian and me wanting to go the opposite of what everyone did, mine was always Sub-Zero. Just because I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys and all you that play Scorpion. I'm going to play Sub-Zero. So seeing Bihan, <laughs> yeah, dude. Seeing Bihan like just completely come in and fucking wreck people was so dope. I mean, he's a prick. Like if you play any of the games and hear his story, he's he's an asshole too. So like seeing them do that and him just being this badass, like, you know, cryomancer, and he's sitting there like doing all these moves. Like whenever he, you know, 
took he cut Hanzo, cut Scorpion, froze his blood, stabbed him with it, <laughs> and then froze a wall and threw him through it. I was like, dude, this is a Mortal Kombat thing. Like that's that's exactly what would happen. I was just sitting there grinning the entire time. Anytime he was on, like right as soon as you see things start to get cold or like snow, I was like, oh dude, it's about to be dope. And so it gets me really excited because his character, you know, for future movies turns into another character. And I can't wait to see if they do that with him. I, you know, I don't want to give no spoilers. Oh, and last thing I have on my notes is I enjoyed that Scorpion's dialogue for 98% of the time was in Japanese. I thought that was really cool to give him all these like Japanese dialogue and, you know, just because that's the character's heritage. Um, oh, one last note on Bihan. So Joe Taslim, who plays Bihan. I guess they said the direct or the director said somebody in an interview talked about how the director had to tell Joe Taslim to slow down at times when he was fighting because some of the movements were just too quick. Like he was just moving too fast and he would tell him like, Hey, you know, cool it. Like I have to, it has to look a certain way too. Um, so I thought that was awesome, but yeah, fun movie. It was badass. I want to see a, num a sequel, maybe two sequels, three sequels. Give me all the Mortal Kombat. Give me all the fatalities. I don't care. Like, I want to see new characters. And, um, yeah. So, at the end of the movie, they alluded to one character, right? They alluded to Cole Young going to Hollywood to go find Johnny Cage. Now, Matt, do you have somebody you'd like to see play Johnny Cage? Oh man, that's throwing me on the spot there. Um, while I think about that, I'll let's see how good I can multitask because there are some other points that you brought up oh, that go I for it. To address. So let's see if I can talk while thinking at the same time. Spoiler alert: I won't be able to. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought that them having Scorpion um, speak in Japanese the entire movie was great, especially because after he died and he was in hell, it's like, is he getting English lessons there? Like, it wouldn't have made sense if he. <laughs> came back and was just like what's up cole and you're like the fuck this guy's been dead where, where has he been like learning english so i thought that was cool that they did that and then specifically how they had um sub-zero and scorpion as rivals because you know growing up playing the video games you know that their clans have been at war for a long time and i don't think that that was ever addressed in the first two mortal Kombat movies they were working together in the first one and then in the second one the Sub-Zero from the first movie, his younger brother didn't like Scorpion because, you know, um, he he was a good Sub-Zero, basically. But I don't think they ever addressed anything about, like, their clans being at war. But um, so I, I did like that because that's, you know, a pretty big part of the um, video game lore that a lot of more Mortal Kombat fans know and appreciate. And uh, another question that I wanted to bring up was what you thought about Goro. Because Goro, I, I mean, playing the video games, he was, like, one of the most difficult bosses ever to fight. Like, he was so fucking hard to beat in, in the video games. And I thought that they kind of made him a little too easy to defeat. I would have enjoyed it if they made him have a little bit more screen time, be a little bit more menacing. Because they, yeah. like, built, they built it up as, okay, they had to go to where Goro was. They had to bring him. And then all of a sudden, the guy who just found out his power is able to beat him in a few minutes. I thought that was just a little uh, not handled as much as I would have liked them to. I, I thought that they could have used his character more in the movie or at least keep him alive for a sequel. But in terms of who I would want for Johnny Cage, 
I don't know. That's hard because it's got to be someone who, um, you know, physically can play the role. Someone who either can learn the martial arts fast or someone who already has that um, experience and someone that can come off as kind of that narcissistic but charming kind of guy and, you know, is real funny with the quips and a little bit like Kano with his with his humor, but still a good guy. So I don't know. I think I'll still have to think about who I would want as Johnny Cage. Um, since you asked the question, did you have anyone in mind? Uh, no, I saw one like fan cast, somebody throw up. I think, honestly, Heath put up his name for it, uh, The Miz. So like if you know who that is, if you're a WWE fan, like he attitude wise, like it's 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 there. It's in the realm like he could probably do it. Now, the martial arts wise, I'm not sure like how long it would take him to get that and look fluid because Johnny Cage is pretty good, you know, at martial arts. And um, yeah, so him, of course, everyone's going to say like Ryan Reynolds, because that's the that's the easy one. Ryan Reynolds would be good. Um, somebody that I watched it with suggested John Cena, which the the attitude, he could get the attitude really right. But because he's so bulky, I don't know if the movements would be as fluid as you would hope. So um, as far as Goro goes, I think it would have been cool to put a little bit, maybe make that scene a little bit longer. Um, he was meant, I, I felt like he was pretty menacing, you know, right before fucking Cole gutted him. I was like, oh shit, this kind of dude is pretty scary. And it felt like he was even taking it kind of easy on, you know, Cole and like what he was kind of doing to him. So I was like, you know, if that scene would have been maybe extended a few minutes and just had really Cole really struggle with it, um, that would have been cool. Or if, you know, because I think in normally the games, he's like the second to last or last boss, especially like if you play the first one, if I remember correctly on the challenge tower, he's like usually second to last or last. Um, so you have to, you know, that's that's a formidable opponent. And yeah, it would have been cool to see you know, Cole just get his ass whooped for a little bit longer, just get beat. Maybe if it wasn't, I get for story purposes, maybe it would have been cool if, like if it started out somewhere else and then he gets teleported and Goro follows him to his family stuff and then he kind of gets his ass whooped there too. And then, you know, but yeah, I feel you, Matt. That was, what about you, Brad? I did kind of, so I did kind of look into the character of Johnny Cage a little bit uh, after I saw the movie. So one person I did think that might be able to play the role was, um, oh man, who was it now? Uh, Zach Efron. Mm. I was potentially, um, I, I think he, you know, he probably has the charisma for it. I think he's the right build. Uh, so that was one kind of fan casting I saw kind of floating around the internet. So that maybe, you know, maybe it's on the lower end, uh, but that was just one I saw. And then it was actually kind of funny because, like, when you guys were talking about like the Goro scene, I don't know if you guys watched it, but I sent you that meme. It's like the the Stephen A. Smith uh, clip, and he's talking about like the the Dark Knight uh, leading lady, and he's like yeah. uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why can't it be a Beyonce or and yeah. it, like it just made me think of Mortal Kombat because like Cole's wife. I don't I don't know. Like, <laughs> just wasn't really worth saving for me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th I thought she was attractive enough to, to be saved, but, um, I looked up, um, any like possible rumors or anything like that. And the, uh, the actor that played Kano, 
he had a suggestion for who he thought should play. And I actually thinking about it, I think it's a good one. James Marsden, who played Cyclops in the original X Men. Yeah. That would be really good. I think if he could like I don't I don't know if he has any experience with martial arts, but if if he could learn it, I, I think you know, he would be a good choice because, you know, he he's an attractive enough guy to pull off that like celebrity Hollywood martial artist in the, in the movies. And he has that humor um, to pull it off too. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie sex drive. Yeah. He plays his like older brother. Yeah. He, he was hilarious in that. And I think that's kind of like the, not the attitude that Johnny cage would have, but it just shows that he has that ability to kind of play like, a jerk, but the jerk that you kind of like, you know, that you're happy he's on your side and you can kind of grow to love him because, you know, that's how Johnny Cage was in, in the original movie. You know, at first, Liu Kang and, uh, and um, Sonya couldn't stand him, but then obviously Sonya fell in love with him and all that stuff. So I think James Morrison would actually be a pretty interesting choice um, for him uh, going forward. For sure. That'd be cool. Um so I guess my last question to you guys is maybe this might be more for Matt because uh, unless Brad, you've thought about this already. Are there any other characters besides Johnny Cage that you would like to see? Maybe like one or two more besides him that you would like to see. So Matt, go for it. Yeah, um, I would definitely love to see. Um, and this is a character from I think his first appearance was Deadly Alliance. Kenshi. He was the he was the blind yes. uh, ninja. I, I think I think his powers are so cool. He basically, Brad, um, think of Daredevil, but in a ninja sense. Like, he's mm-hmm. blind, but he obviously is able to fight, or else he'd be, like, the shittiest character ever. But he also um, has some sort of tele- telekinesis Telepath- powers yeah, as yeah. well. So um, he's definitely a really interesting character I'd like to see. I'd really like to see, um, and this is really going back to my childhood, I think his name was Fujin. And yeah. he was, yeah, okay, Fujin. And he's basically like a wind god. So Raiden mm-hmm. is the god of uh, thunder and lightning, and Fujin is one of the gods of wind. So I, I think he'd be a really cool character. Um, you know, if we could get Shao Kahn, if we could get Quan Chi, Shinnok, um, I think there's a lot of characters that they can really use in the next movie or um, next two movies, because I think I actually saw something that said they were planning for a trilogy out of this. So there's there's definitely a lot of characters I would love to see. But definitely Kenshi would be my top pick of uh, characters that I would want to see in the next movie. For sure. And I'll give uh, Brad maybe a little bit more time to do some research. But I think uh, Kenshi would be dope um, just in terms of like the heroes. I mean, Shao Kahn obviously would be super cool to see as a villain. Um, Quan Chi is great. I think you save Shinnok for maybe like the third or fourth movie if you're going to make that many just because he... In the Mortal Kombat lore, he is kind of like this really big presence, really big evil, you know, presence. Um, let's see, who else would I like? I like building out the Lin Kuei, so maybe you throw in like a smoke, that would be cool. Um, maybe a Cyrax and a Sector, that would be really dope. So you get maybe those three ninjas added to like the Lin Kuei, and obviously you can kill off Cyrax and Sector, especially if they're in their human form. Um, let's see, who else? could i see um I'd, I'd have to add like katana and jade like dude they're you know they're original members mutara you know, as well yeah like he was him. yeah so i think you need you need also make sure that like 
get some more females in there because I think some of their scenes can even be like sometimes a little bit better than like the male fight scenes. Like, um, so yeah, I think those would be really cool members as of now. I don't know. I'll have to look back at any of my other favorites just to see if maybe I want somebody else, but those would be cool. Katana, Jade, Shao Kahn, Quan Chi. Yeah, and to give Brad maybe uh, another second or two if he's still looking up a character he might want to see. Um, one thing I did forget to mention about the movie that I wanted to was um, about Liu Kang. Um, when he was created, Like he was modeled after Bruce Lee. And I thought that they did a fucking awesome job of giving that Bruce Lee vibe. Like when he was doing the flexing and the warming up and stuff, it was very Bruce Lee like. And I even thought like that's like that was Bruce Lee's body. Like that's what his body Dude. was. So yeah. I thought, I thought that they did a really good job of showing that, you know, Bruce Lee was the guy that Liu Kang was like modeled after. So I, I thought that um whether that was intentional they did that, I mean I'm sure it was, but I, I thought they did a really good job of doing that, and I wanted to make sure that I uh, mentioned that. Yeah, and, you know, like, that's a good call. Because when I saw him, I was like, fuck. Like, it's not like he's huge. It's just super lean, like, really shredded muscle. And um, the only thing that I wish that we could have gotten was because – was um, so Liu Kang makes similar noises as Bruce Lee when he's fighting. So I would have loved to seen like, you know, here a few times while he's throwing in some of those punches just to hear that iconic noise, which I'm not going to do right now. I don't do a good <laughs> impression of it, you know, but it would have been really dope to kind of hear those things. Um, maybe we'll get that the second one, which would be cool. So, Brad, have you think thought of any or seen any that look cool that you would like to see in future movies? Yeah, um, this uh, Spawn dude looks cool. Spawn dude. Ermac? Uh, no, it's, uh, he, I guess he's on Mortal Kombat 11. He's a downloadable and unlockable character. Oh, he's Spawn from fucking, yeah, that's, that's like actual Spawn, Spawn. the comics. You don't know who Spawn oh. is? Mm -mm. <laughs> I oh. was like, I don't know every single character of Mortal Kombat, but I'm pretty sure I would know if someone was named Spawn. Yeah, no, no. Spawn's like a character from like Dark Horse. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it might be Dark Horse. Is Sindel the same thing? No, Sindel's no, she's uh, a separate character. She's a separate. She character. was actually in the second movie, but yeah. no, really? she's okay. yeah, she's a badass too. So she would definitely yeah, she looks be cool. She she's would definitely got, like, be a good choice. Crazy hair and she can scream really loud. Hmm. Okay. So she's like That's banshee kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'd like to see her. She looks badass. Yeah, she is, and she has a connection to. Katana, so like yeah, I was gonna Sindel ask Katana because in the second movie, I know that they had Sindel as Katana's uh, mom, but I didn't know if that was true in the video games. It was okay. I didn't mm -hmm. remember that part. Yeah, so usually they're um, what ends up happening is Shao Kahn kills Katana's dad, kidnaps Sindel and Katana, keeps him with him, and then kind of like corrupts or brainwashes Sindel. And she, you know, eventually turns into what she is. Oh, another uh, character. And I'm looking up just to make sure. I'm 99% sure his name is Nighthawk. Oh, uh, Nightwolf. Nightwolf. That's it. Nightwolf. He, I mean, I, I feel like I keep referencing the second movie, which is weird because it was so shitty. But he was in it very briefly. But 
he would be a really cool character too because um brad in the video games um a lot of the characters some of their fatalities are they transform into like different animals and oh, shit. the movie even did it a little bit with Liu kang because in the video games he can actually like turn into a dragon so the one finisher he did in the movie with the fire and it takes the shape of a dragon that's what it was alluding to but uh um, night Nightwolf is like one of the main characters that does that and you know, obviously he's, his is a wolf so he would be a really cool character too because then if they introduce him they might be able to go more in that route of exploring their their powers and abilities even more yeah and he's native american which is really cool and uh like he has some powers of like summoning I don't know it's like this like spirit power and it's like he throws like green tomahawks and like he'll stab you with like green knives and it's really cool but i don't know if you guys remember he was alluded to on that big board in mortal kombat they were like looking at all the stuff that sonya was studying and there was a picture of a warrior with like face paint that looked very reminiscent of nightwolf so i don't know if that was like a if they're saying like that was a past guy that maybe you know shang sung is killed which would suck. Yeah. But, yeah, but they yeah, also, uh they also had Baraka on there as well, too. Oh, dude. Baraka Which would be- he would be cool too. Baraka, I mean, he's not like a I wouldn't consider him a major character. Um, but he's definitely really cool looking. He's a villain and he's got like fucking blades, his hands, and he's just like really badass looking, so he'd be pretty cool to see too. Yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely, I guess, a lot of directions, a lot of characters they can add, you know, especially uh, Joe Taslim, the actor who played Bihan. I think it's him. He said that he's contracted for four movies. So there's a contract there. If the reception is good enough and the money is good enough, I'm sure that they will, like, at minimum, make another one, you know, and I would like to see it. So I hope we get it. Uh, anybody else have any last points on Mortal Kombat movie? Not really. Anything I think I, I think I covered everything. I mean, I I could keep going, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't oh. want to ex- exclude Brad. There was one thing I wanted to bring up, but um, you know, we can save that for another time, or or unless Brad, or uh, Carlos, you had something that you wanted to say because it looked like you had a an epiphany right there. So I know your mask is green. The mask that you have that Biasi bought is green. So. And you were mentioning one of your favorite ninjas is um, Reptile. So you do kind of want to talk about how he showed up in the movie and what you thought about it? Yeah, so um, he came in the form of the actual Reptile, which you know is obvious where he gets his name from. But um, Reptile can sometimes come in the form of a person or in a like humanoid giant Reptile form. So I was a little disappointed that that was the route that they went um, just because, as I said before, we started recording. I like when it's more of a person because then it's uh, better um, action scenes because it's more martial arts than it is just having this crazy creature fighting. Um, The first movie, I thought they did a really good job because they had him as the actual reptile for parts of the movie. And then they gave him a a human body to kind of take over and use to fight Liu Kang. So... I wish they did something more of that realm where they, and, and that makes sense because reptiles, you know, they can blend into their environment and stuff. So, you know, he's adapting and it gives him a body to fight in. But uh, another thing that I did want to cover real quick, or at least just kind of get your reaction, was what you thought of Shang Tsung um, as the villain and, and how he was portrayed in the movie. 
Um, I guess that's something we didn't really cover. I thought he was fine. I, I didn't, you know, there wasn't any, it wasn't like Kerry Takanawa, you know, like he, he didn't get that vibe from him who, if you don't know, uh, Brad, I don't know if you've seen the original one, but he's the original actor of, um, Shang Tsung. He played him in the original mm-hmm. movie and he's even got to like voice him in recent video games. So as my cat is going crazy, um, so yeah, I, I didn't get that like powerful screen presence vibe from the actor, and um, it was definitely more like mystic sorcerer type. You know, it was definitely in that realm, which is fine. I think it's once again going in kind of like a different direction, um, and maybe we'll get to see more. Uh, I mean, he was pretty intimidating when he ripped out Kung Lao's soul, or when he sucked his soul. <laughs> as cabal said he's getting his soul sucked <laughs> you know one of the best lines of the movie you know or what did he say i love or he's about to get his soul sucked or whatever he said it's <laughs> like dude okay but um you know it was it was it was well enough i didn't he, he was fine it was cool it was fine um yeah brad being as you don't have any real background with the character what did you think I don't know. Um, I, I kind of felt like with Raiden, Ray, Raiden, the Gandalf dude, um, and uh, Puts Shang Tsung. on his name. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I felt like they were a little cheesy. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if that was like the, I don't know if that was the design of it, but just it, it, they both felt a little cheesy to me. But it wasn't like, it wasn't over the top. You know, it didn't, it didn't ruin the movie for me. I just, I don't know. I didn't really, like you said, like I didn't really get like a strong presence from either one of them while they were on screen. And also like on Raiden's eyes, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I don't know if like the CGI was like a little out of whack or cause like I, his eyes weren't like fully lit up. It kind of bugged me. Like I could see like his pupils. Yeah, I think that may I don't know. intentional. I don't know if they were going for like the full white effect, the full lighting effect. But I mean, I, I did notice that too. And I think um, uh, another way of kind of wording what you were saying brad was because that they didn't really have any fighting scenes that they were just using their powers it made them seem a little cheesy because it was like mm-hmm. okay if these guys are like so powerful then why aren't they like getting more involved like shang Tsung and raiden were both more of like in the background kind of participating in the fighting i mean obviously shang Tsung is like driving the vehicle for the bad guys and raiden is the the protector of earth realm but and he doesn't really get involved too much with the fighting, but still, I, I think that's kind of where you're going with is because they weren't really involved. It made it seem like a little like, well, what the fuck are you doing? If, if you're not really getting involved with the fighting, but I did mm-hmm. like that Raiden was uh, Asian in this one. Yes. He, was, he wasn't white as much as I loved Christopher Lambert's portrayal in the first movie. His voice was like so cool for that role. But I, I love that they went with uh, an Asian actor to portray him. And um, yeah, as you were saying, Carlos Shang Tsung, I thought he, for me, fell a little flat. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because of the actor. And, you know, I think of him in The Dark Knight. I think of him in the show Arrow. And he just doesn't give off that I'm Shang Tsung kind of vibe. So I, I thought that maybe they could have done a better job with uh, picking a different actor. But that's just me. Yeah, no, that that definitely could have been, I mean, maybe picking someone who was just a little bit more intense with their presence or just had that presence to where you feel like it's like as soon as they step on screen, it's like, oh, shit, like this is a guy who maybe not only be able to like 
tear your soul from your body, but also like whoop your ass if it came to it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I get that vibe. Um, we'll see if it improves. You know, the the director seems to be like a real fan of the series, so maybe he'll go back and you know work on it, and uh, maybe the studio will give him some more money so he can throw more into certain areas. And yeah, I'm excited. So if that's all. I think we'll kind of wrap it up there. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in the next movie. And um, let's move on to our last thing for today, which we haven't talked about in a week. It's uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier review. So we have two episodes. So we have episode five and episode six. But I think more than anything, I just want to talk to like talk about them as a whole, like how everything kind of ended. Um, the series as a whole, episode five, episode six, I loved how relevant the topics that they were talking about were, you know, everything about like, you know, how is it to be a black man in America, let alone be a black man in like the, you know, they call it the Sergeant Stripes. So let alone how is it to be a black Captain America, you know, and I think that's big. I think people need to hear that and talk about that because those are real issues like you know, Marvel does a good job of, or at least this show did a good job of bringing that social commentary to the front while also still being a superhero show. Like it did a really good job at that. Um, I enjoyed Sam's personality. Like before, I would say before this, like when he first got introduced, I was kind of like, all right, he's, he's fine. But I thought as I'm talking about like way back and maybe like civil war, I think that's the first time you see him. Um, I thought like, oh, he's he's cool, he's fine. But as he's like matured and grown into grown into this character, I thought he did a really good job, and I really like where this is going. Um, like when he's talking to the entire group and with all the cameras going, and he's telling them about like we can't, you know, how can you sit there and do make these decisions when you're not in the same room with these people, and you know, to these people you're the terrorist, you know, and it's like. There's no pretty much telling them that you don't have like, any empathy at this moment. Like you need to have empathy. And I think that that's a big thing for Captain America to have. And Sam showed that he had it and he was able to command that space. And uh, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed him and his characterization and where it was going. Um, I love that Isaiah Bradley got more screen time. Like anytime him and uh, Sam interacted, I was like, dude, yes, I need more of this. And, you know, it was it was just great. I love that. Um, I also really liked I know some people don't like her character, but I thought Carly's characterization and being pretty complex because you can't, you know, she's both good and bad, you know, and it's these things that she wants to do good for people, but she's going about it in a certain way and even did that to the very end. And even her apologizing to Sam, like, you know, or where she's like fighting his ass at the end, like and telling him, fight me, fight me, fight me. And then to, you know, eventually, spoiler alert, die. And as she's dying in Sam's arms, you know, she says, like, sorry. I think that just shows that there's still that she was just so complex and there was a lot of things going on in, in her head. And I just appreciated the character. Overall, loved it. Love the last two episodes. Love the show. I think for me, it's better than WandaVision. And I can't wait to see more of this Captain America. I can't wait to see more of Bucky. And I can't wait to see 
anything of this. And so, yeah, I liked it. What about you guys, Brad? Yeah, so uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'll start with episode five. Uh, I thought episode five was really good. Uh, I definitely liked uh, all the like kind of little like chess pieces they set up like Marvel does. Um, you know, like one of Carlos's favorite characters, they set up the whole, uh, you know, Falcon getting Sam's old wings. So that was really cool. And then uh, the conversation between uh, uh, Sam and Isaiah, man, that was that, that was deep. That was really deep. Mm-hmm. And and then they carried that over into episode six. And you have, you know, once again, you have Isaiah watching the watching the TV as Sam's giving that speech, which that speech, man, that was incredible. Like that, that was some of the that was some of the best scenes we've seen in the MCU so far. Like not only was it like culturally like prevalent, but it was also, you know, it tied into the story that they created. So that was I thought that was awesome. And I think that whole episode just kind of illustrate, well, the whole series really illustrated why uh, the original Cap chose Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he knew what Sam had inside of him, and that that's the reason that he chose him. So I, I think the series did a really good job of explaining that. And yeah, I, I think that's just kind of on the on the surface that those are my thoughts. How are you feeling, Matt? What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I really liked it too. Um, echoing what you guys said, I think Sam, his character development from the first time we saw him till now, um, he's he's a, a great replacement for Captain America. And, you know, when uh, the Walker Captain America, the discount uh, Captain America, as I call him, you know, when we talked about that meme of like what America thinks it is, and then this is what America really is. And then to go along with that, I think Sam's Captain America is what America can be. And just exemplifying that despite all the shit that's going on in the world, you know, there are people who stand up for what is right and lead the charge and and can do that. And I do appreciate the social commentary and for the people that say like, you know, keep politics and all that stuff out of Marvel. It's like, no, because superheroes were created as a reflection of society. So to get away from that is getting away from where their origins are and superheroes, you know, as I've said before, it's not so much the superpowers that I love. It's the people who have those powers and and what they represent. So having Sam and the scenes with Isaiah and all that kind of reflect on what's going on in America, I thought was really appropriate. Um, I also want to say that I know in WandaVision, I was like, Oh, for 400 and guessing who Mephisto was, but I was right about Sharon and her being the power broker. So when yeah. they did show that she was a power broker, I'm like, yes, I got my redemption <laughs> from fucking up. So, so uh, I do like that. And I like that now they have her back in the scenes, you know, behind the scenes of, um, of uh, shield and, or whatever shield has become. And now she's going to have even more at her disposal. So obviously I think it's setting up for her involvement in, in future projects as well, because, if she is able to get a hold of that technology and all that kind of stuff, I think that can really be a, a thorn in the side of, of the good guys. So it'll be interesting to see where her character goes because she started as, you know, one of uh, Captain America's uh, most reliable people to now becoming a villain. So it'll be interesting to see where, where she leads in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was, you know, when it finally, like when they finally pretty much said that she was a power broker, I was like, well, 
that kind of made sense as they were like alluding it, alluding to it before, you know, like all these like weird little things that she was doing. Um, so it makes sense. And yeah, Matt, that's funny. Like you finally hit your, you got your, you got, you got it right. Um, yeah, I just think Sam Wilson is like, he, he, he did it. He killed it. And, um, Anthony Mackie did a really good job. And I think even without the serum, like I think not having the serum makes it even more compelling because he's doing it on his own. I mean, obviously he has the jet pack and the wings and everything, but I mean, you know, he's, he had to learn and train how to work with that, that shield, right? Like he had to bust his ass and train hard to sit there and do it. And um, I think that's big. And the idea that there could be a black captain America and a Mexican Falcon, like that's crazy. And for anybody that didn't know Joaquin Torres who is that uh, young, like, I don't know if he's in the Air Force, young Air Force, um, who got left with the wings. In the comics, he eventually turns into the next Falcon. So as Sam Wilson takes up the mantle as Captain America, uh, Joaquin Torres moves in as a Falcon. So I think if we see that progression, like, dude, I will, like, be so excited that we're finally at minimum he may not be a main superhero, but at least we're going to get to see something. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are making a fourth Captain America movie with Sam Wilson as the main Captain America, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's just great. Like, now, I, you know, everybody can see that, and we can see it on a big screen, and I don't know who the villains are going to be. It's probably going to be Sharon and somebody else, because I'm sure, you know, Sam Wilson's not going to like that. She kind of played him a little bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're still set up with potentially the Thunderbolts with Zemo there. And, you know, we see him chilling. So there's a lot of potential for the Marvel universe. And dude, they just keep killing it, like killing every single thing they do, how they've structured it, like how they tell the stories. Everything is on point. And it's great and it's awesome, but it also makes me extremely jealous. And you guys all know why. I've went on a rant before, but yeah, I, I loved it. Um, there's not much else I can say about the characters um, or the show itself. I thought everything was great. Do you guys got any like deeper points that you want to hit on, Brad? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so one thing, that suit, man, that suit's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. It's definitely like I think it's probably like top three, like one of my favorite suits in the MCU, and it's also like super comic accurate. So I think that's really cool. And like, there's like uh, there's like a couple like little details about the suit. Like I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when he flew into the helicopter, uh, it didn't do anything to the wings. So I'm pretty mm. sure the wings are made out of vibranium. Oh, because like when he was when he was trying to save the people, and he he like literally flew into the rotor of the helicopter. Like his old wings, they would have been trashed. But like these new wings, I'm assuming they're made out of vibranium since they came from Wakanda. But yeah, so like that was like a cool little minor detail. And then like the also like the propulsion system on the suit was like man, I was just like it, just so badass. I, I was I was totally geeking out when I saw that suit. Uh, it it was kind of sucked though because like it got spoiled because I saw like the toy release. Mm. Like Disney like releases all their toys like a few days before the series. So I like I saw the toy release and I was like, oh man, well that's the suit. Uh, but yeah, so that so that was cool. I really enjoyed the suit, and then also I really enjoyed uh, 
Bucky's character arc throughout the last episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, really liked how he kind of like tied off the loose ends with his past. And then we also got to see like some happy Bucky, you know, because mm -hmm. I feel like Bucky's entire history, like throughout the MCU, he's been like this like brooding, you know, uh, troubled past. So it was cool to see him like finally like smile, you know. Uh, and uh, it was also funny to like see him flirt with Sam's sister. Yeah. What but yeah, you, so those were a couple points that I really liked. What did you guys think about uh, Walker becoming U.S. agent and where that could lead to? Um, I don't know. Brad, you want to hit it first? Go for it. Yeah, sure. Um, I was actually kind of hoping he's the villain for Captain America 4. Because, like, there's a lot of really cool comic scenes where, like, uh, Captain America is fighting U.S. agent. So I was I was hoping that we got that in this episode. But they kind of, like, I guess they're kind of playing the long game. So they're doing U.S. agent, setting it up now. So, I, like I said, I'm hoping he becomes the villain in uh, Captain America 4. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm really excited for his character. And then also, I think, kind of, like, the underrated part of that whole little storyline is uh, Valentina. Because she's Make she's sure like a pretty she's a pretty big character in like the the Marvel universe. I don't know if you guys know, but she's like Madame Hydra. Yeah. So I I, I think that's and the fact that they got Julia Louise Dreyfus like that's mm -hmm. a freaking major score. Uh, I mean her and now they have Amelia Clark. I mean they're just like they're racking up like the award winning actresses. So that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and. Um... As far as U.S. Agent goes, it made sense for his character arc that that's kind of where it was going. Um, he's going to be, from what I can tell, he's probably going to be this guy who toes the line, is in the gray, probably does more bad than good, and he's going to be a, you know, a soldier essentially for whoever's going to be using him and whatever. And um, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, either Sharon, U.S. Agent, or a combination of the two are going to be the main villains in Sam's movie. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out just because it's going to really pin this idea of like Sam Wilson, a black man is captain America versus someone who looks traditional. And I use the quotes, right. As he would be captain America and someone who, you know, I, a lot of people thought would be a good Captain America, but then ended up, you know, not being Captain America. So I think it's going to be cool. Um, and yeah, they're just doing a good job. Like it's going to be great and I can't wait to see it. So Matt, do you have any other points like you'd like to throw out there? Uh, the only other one that I can think of is as Brad mentioned, uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, um, her casting. I mean, she fucking killed it. She knocked it out of the park, I think because she has that, she kind of reminded me of Loki a little bit in the sense of, you know, she's a villain, but she's still like so cool. Like her character is so compelling and maybe a little bit more like Agatha because Loki, you know, that's Loki. Loki's just awesome. But I think she did a really good job of coming off as like very appealing as a villain, which is something hard to do. And I think also uh, Wyatt Russell, I think is the actor's name mm -hmm. that plays Walker he did a really good job too because everybody hated him and yeah. to, to play a role where you want everyone to hate you and you pull it off. You know, I, I think that is a, a, just another example of Marvel just killing it in terms of their casting decisions. 
I mean, it seems like they found like the secret recipe as to how to just build a franchise that dominates any contenders to the throne. And they're just continuously knocking out of the park with movies, with castings and just the entire direction that they're going in. So I'm excited for Loki when it comes out. I'm excited for all their future projects. I mean, they could they could make anything and I'd be like, oh, Marvel's making it. All right, I'll check it out. So, I mean, just Marvel, whatever you're doing, just keep doing that and we'll be happy. Yeah, um, same here. And I think I've said it already. It's just been so good. And this end of the series was just so good. It was a really good way to kind of wrap it up. And um, I think what makes Sam Wilson so compelling is just he represents a portion of America that hasn't got its, you know, due. You know what I mean? Like they, they have been, you know, black people and African-Americans and has been so crucial to this country and yet constantly pushed to the side and constantly like, you know, not given the respect that they should be. And now to have him front and center to be a hero that people can strive towards and all these other like, you know, even the lines, which I know some people, obviously we know why they would say this, but the P the lines about like, Oh, that's black Falcon. And then he goes, no, like, you know, that's captain America. And it's like, yes, that's exactly who it is. Right. Like that was, that's, he is captain America. And you know, he, when he introduced himself, right. Like he, I think he said it, I don't remember who he said it to. Like somebody asked him like, Oh, Falcon. And he's like, no, I'm, or it's captain America. I'm captain America. I was like, perfect like making sure that he tells people that that's who he is um mm -hmm. yeah man i i can't say more about this series i really enjoyed it um i don't know if you guys have any more points brad you got anything else you kind of want to throw out there yeah i did have one more point uh, just kind of touch on like uh i the whole isaiah thing um i didn't really touch on like the ending because i thought the ending was like one of the best parts of the episode aside from the monologue but i thought like them finally giving like isaiah his like his cool. due, yeah. like his, you know, respect for like what he did for this country, man, that was, that was, that was a tough scene to watch, especially like with him and Sam hugging. Man, mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, who's cutting onions around here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so that was really cool. And then you saw, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Oh, damn. I don't remember his, his grand grandson's name. Yeah, but anyway, like you saw him and he's like standing behind Isaiah and like his body language, like it makes him like seem like he's like ready to like take on the mantle because like he's eventually going to become like a young Avenger. So I thought that was like a, kind of like a subtle, subtle little point. Like he was kind of like looking up like, uh, you know, I'm ready. Yeah. And that's once again, if they choose to go down that road, they've already set that up. And it's beautiful. And yeah, man, that was that was a really tough scene. I sat there and I was just got super emotional, got welled up, and I was like, God, you know, that scene to end it with that scene in the monologue. I was like, Oh God, like you you are really trying to just hit me, like hit my heart and get at me. So yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, his name's Eli. I just looked it up. No, okay. Oh, Eli. Okay. But yeah, I'm, the last point I was gonna uh, add is a question, but it's going along with what Brad was talking about. Would you guys be interested in seeing anything about like maybe Isaiah's character while he was, um, you know, doing the things that he did? So kind of like a flashback type movie, because I think that'd be really interesting to see, you know, that story progress from when he was doing what he did to 
where we meet him in this show to see the things good and bad that he went through because i think as you guys were saying the social commentary aspect of it with uh, isaiah just i think reflects how back then you know you had african-american serving and when coming home were still treated like um like they were and you know having to fight for their country and you know many people dying for the country and then coming home to that i think that just was uh, what I isaiah's character was so i think it'd be really interesting to see that but I don't know if you guys would be interested in kind of more of a Isaiah story. Um, I think just going to go first. I think while it might be interesting, um, I feel like he did the actor and the story did a really good job of kind of reinforcing and retelling like what he went through enough for me at least. And I think maybe for some people too, who are ready to while it's important to see and hear like the suffering. I think it's also important to kind of see like good things. And that's why I think Captain, you know, Sam Wilson as Captain America is really important because seeing him, you know, cause he is going to go through some struggles and he's going to go through some hard things. And like, I think seeing that and is a little bit more important than maybe seeing Isaiah Bradley, which, you know, not to diminish his character. Cause I, I've already said, I loved every time he was on screen. I think we've gotten, enough at this moment maybe if they keep continuing anytime sam wilson is having like a hard time or you know maybe if they keep kind of referring back to him and going back and having those interactions that would be good enough for me but at this moment i'm gonna say i'm good without anything like any movie or series about him but i don't know if you feel different brad yeah i'm probably along the same thinking of carlos um i mean obviously if they made a movie about him i would watch it um, cause I think his, uh, character is really interesting. And if they like want to do like a little bit more backstory into like the super, uh, the super soldier serum, uh, from like a different perspective, other than like what we saw, like, uh, uh original cap, uh, going through it. So I, I, I think it'd be a really interesting storyline. Uh, I just don't know if it would be at like the forefront of like what Marvel's trying to do. But what, I mean, once again, I mean, I, I, I definitely watch it because his character is so compelling and I think the actor did a fantastic job and like you really felt the emotion and like the pain and the struggles of like what he went through. So I think just based off that alone, I'd be interested to see another movie, but I just don't know if like if that's Marvel's direction. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else, guys? You guys got anything else? Matt, you want to point out anything? You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, I think if that's it, I mean, we can put a bow on it, wrap it up, whatever you want to say. Um, series was great. Can't wait for the fourth movie. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching wherever you're getting this from. Thank you so much. So you can listen to it on any uh, podcast stuff. You can see it on YouTube. Um, you can follow us at IT, IT Multiverse. I see, I mess it up every single fucking time. When am I going to get my own? You know what? It's because I don't control the handle. That's why. I'm, that's my excuse. But um, you can follow us at IT Multiverse uh, on Twitter. Um, on We're on Instagram now. And like I said, we're going to be putting out some stuff on the blog too. So check out that. Um, thank you guys for everything. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later. See you guys next week. Go Eagles.